to Totalus Rankium. This week, Primordius 2. Welcome to Roman Emperors with House Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustus, episode 41, Claudius 2. Oh, I'm dead excited. The second Claudius, why are you excited? Because Claudius 1 was crazy, so this is his son, clearly, because Claudius 2. So <laughs> yes, it he is. He'll be just as crazy. Yes. Well, okay. Let's just dive into it then, shall we? And we'll, we'll see if Claudius 2 lives up to his namesake. Let's. Remember, Claudius won. We had rocks, we had killer whales, we had... Him not being very nice to people. <laughs> yeah, not being hugely nice. Writing he, books. He went for a week's holiday in Britain, remember? Oh, he, yeah. Uh... Oh, he conquered Britain. He's the first one to... Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. He dipped his foot into Britain. Yes, he did. He was on that boat with um, Galba with the elephants, wasn't he? Oh, yes, and his yeah. trained elephants. Yeah. yeah. Standing in a beautiful pyramid formation. Yeah, and his, um, his wife got married without him. Yep. Oh, yeah, he married his niece... That was it, yeah, yes. and he, they legalised it. And... Yes, yes, that was it. So, And yeah. he did not get Genesis Caesar. He did. Oh, no, he did. back in those early days, <clears throat> there's like loads of information, but yeah. mm, actually, mm. we weren't that impressed, but maybe Claudius too can get it. He's back for more. <laughs> right. Before we start, however, let's go back to the night of Gallienus's death. Yes, the horsey. Well, yeah, he was on a horse, he got yeah. stabbed. Yeah. yeah. We do not know the name of the man who murdered him, so we need a name, I think. It's all very man-heavy. Let's give it a female name. Like a girl that went into the army, pretended like, to be a boy. Yeah, yeah. Because that always used to happen, apparently. Blackadder, Bob. But yes, okay. Bob, the female soldier. Yeah. Yeah. So, just remember her. Okay. Once the army had calmed down, so Gallienus was dead. Yeah. The army panicked for a bit, but then it calmed down. And then someone asked... Who who's the next emperor going to be then? <laughs> Don't say that. It's not even cold yet. <laughs> Come on. I'm just asking. I mean, yeah. It's yet again, it's like you you did think about what we we're going to do afterwards, didn't you? Uh... <laughs> Bob. Yes. yes. I mean, I mean, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Monty Python now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you remember, Gallienus had three sons. Yes, and they all died. <laughs> two died. The first oh, two yeah. were killed. The first one by Ingenus and the second by Posthumus. Yes. However, yeah. there was a third still alive and well in Rome. He was the youngest, wasn't he? He was the youngest. Should he be the emperor? It makes sense. What was his name? I can't remember. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I did write it down last week, but it's already gone from my head. Yeah. <laughs> that bodes like... <laughs> well him, does it? It's not boding well. Roger popped into the tent at that point to um, say that all of Gallienus's family had been killed in Rome. So Sun yeah. is dead, so that's that option out the window. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then someone wondered what Gallienus would have wanted. What, what would Gallienus want at this stage? To be alive, I'm going <laughs> Probably. Me. I want me to succeed me. <laughs> no. They, they thought, well, the only way to know for sure is to go and ask Bob if Gallienus had any last words to shed light on this situation. That's a good idea. Yeah. Funny you should ask, said Bob, in a low, manly voice. Yeah. Uh, because through the blood and the spluttering, he clearly stated that Claudius should be the emperor. Because <gasps> you do that, don't you, when you're just being assassinated? Of course, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, obviously none of this actually happened, but this no. is the story that Claudius spread about. Of course, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be emperor because it's what Gallienus would have wanted. Definitely. Honest. He said it. <laughs> 
as yeah. his intestines were rolling onto the floor. <laughs> Lopping out like sausages onto yeah. his feet. Oh, man, that's not a good sign. <laughs> it's going to sting in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Right, before we start, let's, let's build up the hype train, shall we? Ooh. The Historia Augusta has a lot to say about Claudius. It had a lot to say about Gallienus, all of yeah. it negative. As I mentioned last week, the Historia Augusta, however, loved, I mean loved, Brilliant. Claudius. They wanted Claudius's babies. Did oh Yes. For a sacrifice, or? <laughs> Drinking, by the oh, okay. Yeah. The Historia Augusta apparently was written in Constantine's time, although, as I've said, current thinking is actually it wasn't. Uh, but either way... The fact is that Claudius apparently was an ancestor of Constantine, and therefore the writers of the Historia Augusta wanted to say, oh, your ancestor was amazing. Claudius is... Oh, so Constantine was the emperor at the time when it was being written. Yeah. And they said, well, Claudius was great, so he's your ancestor, because it makes you look better. Yes. Lineage. Yeah. Apart from the fact that apparently it wasn't actually written during his reign. Okay. Yeah. Were they even related? Probably not, no. Okay. No. But bear with that in mind. Yeah, okay. yeah. The Historia Augusta, of course, acknowledges the fact that it might be slightly biased because it's a serious text and they don't <laughs> want to be accused of bias. No, no. Right. no. So after saying how great Claudius is, the Historia Augusta states, Someone, perhaps, may believe that I am speaking thus to win favour of Constantine Caesar. But your sense of justice and my own past life will bear me witness that never have I thought or said or done anything to curry favour. I love you, Constantine. I love you, Constantine. <laughs> yes. And lo, his blade may be pressed against my throat <laughs> from his Praetorian guards. But, but I asked him to do that. Yes. He's giving me a shave. I still love him. Love him so much. <laughs> the Historia Augusta then goes on to say that he would leave the Emperor out to prove that he wasn't biased. So I won't even write this chapter, it says. I'm not going to do it, because I'm that not biased. But then it's in. But then he points out... <laughs> Or the drunk men in the pub collectively yeah. point out, well, hang they, on. They probably forgot. They wrote that the night before. <laughs> yeah. Welcome the next morning. Who are we doing again? Oh, it's Claudius, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, but no, one of them points out that, hang on, we've been doing loads of rubbish emperors recently. And uh, we can't leave out one of the good ones, just because we might be accused of bias. After all, and this is a quote, I was forced to write even of the lives of women. Ooh. Ooh. In <laughs> Roman times. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Some wonderful sexism in the <laughs> Yes, we'll, we'll come across one of the women they were forced to write about later today. <gasps> yes. That's Zibonia. Zenobia. Zenobia. God's yes. close. Yeah, that's not bad. Didn't even look at your notes. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. So, what does the Historia Augusta have to say about Claudius? Why is he so great? Let's find out. Yeah. I will quote... For what was there in him that was not admirable, that was not preeminent, that was not superior to the triumphant generals of remote antiquity, the valour of Trajan, the righteousness of the Antoninus, the self-restraint of Augustus, and the good qualities of all the great emperors? All these were his to such a degree that he did not merely take others as examples, but, even if these others had never have existed, he himself would have left an example to all who come after. Sounds very glowing. It's glowing, isn't it? But I have to call up one thing. The self-restraint of Augustus. He pulled out somebody's eyeball. That's not self-restraint. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to pull out both. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? Compared yeah. to one, two, three Genesis art winners there, it was. Well, it's... Or you could even argue more, because it talks yeah. about the Antoninus plural. Right, I, yeah. I'm, I have very, very high expectations here. Okay. But there's more. <gasps> I'm speaking of the Emperor Claudius, whose manner of life, whose uprightness, and whose career in the state have brought him such fame among the later generations that after his death the Senate and the people of Rome bestowed upon him unprecedented rewards. He was tall of stature, with flashing eyes and a broad full face, and so strong were his fingers that often by a blow of his fist he would dash out the teeth of a horse or a mule. So another emperor punching horses yes, in the face. Yes, we have another emperor punching horses <laughs> in the face. What is it about Claudius's and animal cruelty? Yeah, well, it's Thrax before who was doing that. Yeah, he? but Claudius like oh he did kill the whale, animals and he yeah, yeah wrestled a killer whale. I'd be more impressed if he could punch the teeth out of a killer whale. What are the killer whale's teeth like? They're like little short round like conical ones. Oh, for seals, they eat seals. And things. Oh, I'm thinking the weird sieve thing that the the big oh, the baleen plates. Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> the what plates? Baleen plates. Are they not called teeth? No. Oh, okay. They, they are in a killer whale, they're probably teeth. Oh, I, I don't fair know. enough. Talus ranking whales. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this week's sperm. <laughs> totally different podcast. <laughs> Talus ranking suspicious stains. <laughs> Talus ranking innuendo. <laughs> Sorry, family podcast. Okay, one more quote. It would be too long to set forth all the many honours that this man earned. One thing, however, I must not admit. Namely, that both the Senate and the people held him in such affection, both before his rule and during his rule and after his rule, that it is generally agreed among all that neither Trajan nor the Antonines nor any other emperor was so beloved. Aww. So I think we're on for a uh, top Mark Genesis R. <laughs> You've got that tone of voice again, haven't you? But the thing is, though, you, last week we were at bottom. No, we were just at the bottom, and it was still, still there. No, we were at the bottom, weren't we? So yeah. the only way now is up, unless yeah. we're still at the flat bottom. We'll find out. Let's find okay. out. Don't want to ruin it. Let's do it. Claudius two, but Marcus Aurelius Varius Claudius on the tenth of May two ten, according to Wikipedia, or. Perhaps later, according to most of my books. All right. <laughs> Slight Wikipedia discrepancy I noticed there. Well, that's a trouble with uh, wiki sites. Yep, he's on. 10th of May. That's what I've got in my book. Oh, uh, yeah. No, 14th um, is also suggested. So you might want to pop him in on the 14th. Jamie has created a diary to remind him when all the Emperor's birthdays are. Handy. I like selling cards. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you care. It would just be embarrassing if you'd forgot, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. And don't want to forget Kluge's card. Oh, no. <laughs> Either way, whenever he was born, this was at the st- end of Severus's reign and the beginning of Caracalla's reign. So he's getting on. Eh, yeah, he's Forties. Yeah. Okay. Around there. We know that he had at least one brother called Quintilus. He was born somewhere in the Danube region, but we're not really sure where. Uh, there is a theory, and I like this one, that he was a descendant of Gordian III and his wife. Really? Now that doesn't sound too impressive, because Gordian III, let's face it, was useless. However, can you remember who his wife was? Nope. Oh, so I'd be amazed if you did. His wife was Furious Tim's daughter. Oh yes, Furious T, yeah. Yeah, and Furious Tim was actually pretty impressive. So. He was. I wouldn't say he was a descendant of Gordian III. I'd say he was a descendant of Furious Tim. 
Yeah. That sounds better to me. But I guess it's that lineage, oh, he had a claim to the emperorship because his great, 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 whatever grandfather was. True, but there's great claim to being the emperor through blood, and then there's a link to someone who potentially would have got Genet Caesar if he was an emperor. I don't know which one That's I'd go true. for. That's true, because Gordian III was... Useless. Yeah. Played with Lego and got killed by Philip. Furious Tim was yeah. the one doing all the heavy lifting. Do they have kids? Nothing specifically mentioned. This is only a theory. There's a really yeah, good chance okay. that uh, none of this actually is true. But there you go. Right. right. We don't really know anything about his early life, as you will be shocked to know, but we can assume that he must have been very lonely. Oh, why? Because one day he befriended a pet rock. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, just walk into his garden yeah. see something flash at him. Aww. So he picked up his pet rock. Yay. Right, he worked his way up the army. Gibbon speculates that he must have been noticed by Decius and rose during the reign of Valerian and Gallienus. Yeah. So he's he's risen rapidly through the ranks. I like him. He's got a rock. He knows <laughs> how to use it. Yes, he does. Reminds me of that old emperor. He used to knock the teeth out of a killer whale. <laughs> right. By 268, he was the training officer for senior officers based in Tickenham, near modern-day Milan. Tickenham, that sounds like a place in Britain. Yeah, it does. Welcome to Tickenham. It also really sounds like you, somewhere where you'd have to go on a, a weekend course. Yeah. To go and, oh, you're an officer, go go and do some training at the senior officer's training camp in Tickenham. Yeah, we've, we've booked a... Yeah, Cla- a Claudius is running it. Oh, has lunch provided? No, got to provide your own. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Probably one of those training things where you get there and your heart sinks in the first five minutes when you realise the person speaking has no charisma whatsoever. Oh, the, just the boring flip chart. Boring flip chart. And they are telling you something you already know. And what they're ta- talking about is planning out the whole day. And you yeah. just think, I've wasted my life. And they'll give those really, really bad encouraging phrases. There's no I in team. Don't assume... Because it makes an ass out of me and you. Ooh. I despise that one. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't. No. Uh, anyway, so Claudius <laughs> was running that yeah. in Tickenham. Gosh. Yeah, he really does, doesn't it? The 10 yeah. 15 to Tickenham. <laughs> what, what am I thinking of there? That's near Grimsby. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in Grimsby, it's a lovely place. No, That's fine. Just, just the name. All okay. Right. <laughs> So he was busy delivering his course, and um, a plan started to kill Gallienus. He was probably in on this plan, if not leading it, but we don't really, really? know, uh, because we have no details. But the fact he ended up as emperor kind of suggests that he was in on the plan. You, you could argue that. Yeah. Paid Bob off. Yeah. Once Gallienus was dead, he obtained the loyalty of the troops in a very clever way. Gave them money. <laughs> yep. Gave them a huge, <laughs> huge chunk of cash. So all that money you saved from providing lunches. <laughs> yeah. Was it just like the old iron discs? Because obviously there's no money in Rhode Island. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good point. I don't know. Maybe there you go. You could turn into nails with a house. <laughs> yes. Just think of it as a, a flat nail storage. Yeah. yeah. Pots and pans. Yeah. Right. The Senate had no choice but to support Claudius. But in this case, they did so gladly. Because if you remember, they hated Gallienus, yeah, so they did. didn't care who replaced him, as long as Gallienus was dead. Not letting us be in the army. You're not in the army anyway. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah. Fine, do you want to be in the army? Oh, oh um, well, no. I would, but it's my knee. 
Yeah. <laughs> it gives me jip. Old, old office injury. Yes. <laughs> the first thing Claudius did was take over the siege at Milan. Now, if you remember, Aureolus is in Milan still. Yes. Yeah. And he hadn't stormed out like they told Gallienus. That was a ruse, a cunning ruse. Oh. Aureolus was still in Milan. So Aureolus thinks, oh, great, new emperor. I'll be able to deal with him. That will be fine. He clearly didn't know about the plans to kill Gallienus. No. Uh, it's obvious because he found out that Claudius was no happier with him than Gallienus was. Claudius oh. was having nothing for Aureolus. Yeah. 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 Aureolus tried to hold out but couldn't. And he attempted to break a deal with Claudius. Claudius Ooh. replied, Tell him that such proposals should have been made to Gallienus. He perhaps might have listened to them with patience and accepted a colleague as despicable as himself. Isn't that right, Rocky? <laughs> That's something that Claudius didn't actually say. No, no. <laughs> like, use any excuse. That comes from this story, Augusta. Any excuse to have a dig at Gallienus, seriously. Oh, yeah. At this point, he was offered some soup. As long as it's not Gallienus soup, <laughs> it tastes of poo. <laughs> That is also a quote. Read the story, Augustus. It's a very interesting read. (laughs) So, Claudius II executes Aureolus. Oh. Yeah. Just how? Aureolus had to give up and tries to set a deal, but it fails. He's just executed. So there you go. That's that coup down. That was easy. Yeah. Right, now, cut to the Alamanni. Yep. Good, you done that? Yep. You visualising them? Uh, Yep, barbarians. Yes. If you remember, almost ten years previously, Gallienus had defeated this super-tribe of Germanic forces. Mm. Those few had gone home rejected, but not broken entirely. I did say it was ages until they came back. Mm. Well, they're now coming back. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that was the ages. Ten years. Not bad for the times. That's that's pretty good. The Alamanni, sitting around the fire, talking of the day they would get revenge. They would one day go and take Rome and show the Empire just what the Germanic forces were capable of. One day they noticed that a huge amount of the Danube troops had disappeared. The new Gallic Empire across the Rhine was still keeping watch over there, but the path into Italy was free. This was their chance. What had happened to all the Danube troops? Where was everyone right now? Milan. Milan. (laughs) Yeah, you can see the problem. The jubilant (laughs) and bloodthirsty Alamanni crossed the Alps, Thinking, here we go. <laughs> we're gonna go straight to Rome. We're gonna. We won't stop this time. We're going straight nope. to Rome. We we'll sack it. We we'll get out. Oh, yeah. They won't money, catch us money, this money. time. This is gonna be great. They turn the corner. I don't know if you've been to the Alps, but there's a corner. Yeah. And when you turn that corner, you yeah. suddenly see the Po Valley and you see Milan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they got to that corner. They turned around and walked straight into <laughs> the entire of the Roman forces. <laughs> I always I, I imagine like the, the, the guy at the front just turn his shoulder just. To give his troops a good, you know, when we get there, guys, <laughs> keeps walking. They all stop and look a bit confused and look a bit scared. And he's still looking at his troops, going, "What? What? What are you stopping for? We're about to head into Rome." And and one of his troops just points behind him with the wide eyes, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> and he just turns his head and he goes, "Oh, <laughs> sugar plum fairy." <laughs> Turn around, lads. <laughs> Let's go. Quick, quick, run, quick, run, quick, quick run. before they see us. <laughs> yeah, obviously slightly more complex than that, and they couldn't avoid a battle. A battle took place, decisive victory for Claudius, who now controlled Gallienus's and Aureolus's troops. 
only half the barbarians managed to flee and the rest died. Ooh, yeah. roughly how many do you think that was? We're not sure of no. the numbers. Numbers that are given are completely exaggerated. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> 20 point. billion! 20 billion, yeah. There is a chance, I should say here, that all this actually happened much later in Claudius's reign, um, when he was, was off fighting in the Danube, yeah. and then came back to fight the Alamanni. Ah, okay. uh, but I much prefer... The idea that the Alamanni looked around and went, oh, the Romans aren't here, let's go to Italy. Quick! Oh. <laughs> oh, hi! Invade? No, no. No, we, we were really sorry about last time. We're just returning this, this statue. And all these knives and shields and swords. Because we took them last time. We've had so bad. Yeah, all this siege equipment? Yeah, we're just giving it back to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Claudius then, learning from the mistakes of Thrax went to Rome. Because remember, Thrax stayed on the, yeah, on the boundaries. Yeah. So let's not make that mistake. Let's go to Rome to assert my power, he thought. According to Zonorus, an old woman approached the emperor this time. Yeah, emperor. And she said that a general of the old emperor had unjustly taken from her family. The emperor Claudius blushed. Because indeed the general was him himself. <gasps> Claudius paid the woman off and sent her on her way. Then told a few lackeys... Killer. <laughs> yeah, we we don't get really any more details about this. It's a weird little thing. Yeah, but yeah. Apparently, he was told off by an old lady for taking too much from the provinces, and uh, he said sorry. Maybe this was a trying to build him up as a someone who compassionate. Yeah, under Gallienus, he had to do horrible things, but now he was the ruler. Everything was okay. Yeah, look how nice he is. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. It doesn't really say what he took from the family. Dignity. Yeah, probably dignity. As mentioned, off to Rome now. The Senate were happy to declare him emperor because he wasn't Gallienus. <laughs> when Claudius arrived at Rome, he found that the Senate were happily destroying everything to do with Gallienus. <laughs> Walks into the Senate room, there they are, just smashing busts of him, <laughs> chipping off his name off edicts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Burning his clothes, his robes. Yeah, dartboard. Ooh, yeah. Definitely a dartboard. <laughs> yeah. Lithographs was thrown in. They had declared damnatio memoriae. Really? Uh, which was quite tricky, because every time they said, pass me that bust of... Oh, I'm not supposed to say his name. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know how you get around that. How do you order the destruction of the statues when you're not allowed to say the name anymore? I guess you point at one and go, destroy the ones that look like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they weren't that strict. But I'd like to think someone was. I, I think so, yeah. No, he's... he's, he's... <laughs> Erased from history, so he has to. Yeah, that one definitely. That really worked. <clears> oh <throat> uh, well, in this case it didn't because Claudius oh. went into the Senate and went, "Oh, God, hey lads, lads, chill out. Yeah, <laughs> come on, we we don't need to do that. I'm I'm going to deify him. He wasn't great, but I'm going to deify him." And the Senate weren't too happy, but kind of went along with it. So, okay, yeah, fine. But Claudius did seem at this time to be trying to mend bridges with the Senate, as far yeah. as we can tell. Seemed to do well because the Senate declared him Germanicus Maximus. <laughs> because he defeated the Alamanni. Yeah, in a Maximus <clears throat> kind of way. Yeah. It's always Maximus nowadays. Gone are the days where you were just Germanicus or Parthicus. Always a Maximus on there. Hmm. It's inflation. Name inflation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a message at this point. Probably Roger. Hello, sir! Who are you? Yeah. So Roger turns up to announce the death of Posthumus. Oh, yeah. The Gallic Empire suddenly had no ruler. Or indeed, in fact, they did, because Marius was in charge. Marius. 
Marius. He, oh, there was a more famous Marius oh, from right. uh, the Republic days, um, pre-Caesar. I don't assume I know anything about that. <laughs> okay. So everyone was busy jotting this down because you've got yeah. to keep on top of current affairs when yeah. a, a second messenger comes in. Maybe Ros Roger's apprentice. Hmm. So there's another letter. Um, yeah, Marius is no longer in charge of the Gallic Empire. Oh. He didn't last long. No. It's now Victorinus. Victor. That's a that's a very blunt name, isn't it? Yes, it is. Victorinus, you might pronounce that. Vic. Victor. Yeah, Victor. Also, news from the east. Troops over there, if you remember, Odenathus died at the end of the last episode. He did, yeah. So what's, what are the troops over there doing? They're declaring for Vabalathus. Vabalathus? Yeah, I'm just going to call him Vab, because that's a tricky one to get your tongue round. Who is this person, you may be asking? Who is this person? Yeah, it's Odenathus' son. Oh. Yeah. However, Vab's very, very, very young, so it's clear who's actually in charge over there. Zenobia. The, the wife. The wife of Obdenothis is actually running things. We'll go into a bit more detail about that later on. So, Claudius has options, as did all emperors back then. Yep. <clears throat> so, what do you do? We need some option music, don't we? <laughs> Door number one. <laughs> go and take advantage of the turmoil in the Gallic Empire. They've already turned over two emperors in right. a matter of weeks. So, ripe for them picking. Yeah. yeah. Go and sort out the Danube region. Let's face it, it's not stable. Those Goths are still around. Because mm. although Gallienus won a victory, he didn't completely wipe them out and then had to come back to sort out Aureolus. Yeah. Or go east and take the east back. After all, Odenophis was one thing, but now it was just an evil witch queen. That's true. Yes. They did love their sexism back then. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be easy to take back. It's just a woman, they yes. thought. Yeah, so what do you do out of those three? I would have done the unstable one. The Gallic Empire? Yeah, because that's like a nice big area, isn't it? Because nice. then you've got a big, get them under control, get your army back. Please come back. And then you can go east. That's what I would do. So do like a west to east motion. Or west, yeah, west, then back to middle, then to east. So you're going to... You're going to go up to the west, take the Gallic Empire, and then yeah. sweep yes. across. Take out all the dead wood. So I, I love the fact that's two for two now. You, yes! You called it. That is exactly what Claudius does, sort of. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's still a win. Yeah, Claudius sent a force. He didn't go himself, as far as we can tell. He sent his Praetorian prefect up. Oh, okay. And maybe he read the history books and went, where's the safest place for me to keep my Praetorian prefect? On the other side of the empire. <laughs> Far away from me as humanly possible. Get him away. Yeah. So, <clears throat> one of the first cities the prefect came across was Culero, which is in Gaul. Uh, and this city gave up pretty much straight away, as did Augustadunum. 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 No. Yeah. That's what all the postmen said in the area whenever they had to deliver things. <laughs> ah, so into Augusta. Dum 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 Please. Things aren't looking good for the Gallic Empire. No. So, Claudius gladly accepts them. He's won back Spain. Does he? Do, do you think he'd want a penance, though, for that? Saying, if you come and clip my toenails, give me a full-on pedicure, then I'll consider it. 
Well, literally everyone in Spain. Yes. Massive <laughs> line of people outside yeah. the, the palace in Rome. Yeah. Yeah. 300 million people was lined up. <laughs> that, that's what he did. Yeah. It's it's looking quite good at the moment, isn't he? He's getting his pedicures. He's, he's getting the Gallic Empire back. He's, yeah, he's regained one third of the empire back. However. Oh. <laughs> there was a message. The Goths were invading in force again. Maybe he should have gone to the Danube first. Gallienus and Odenoffice had done a really good job against them, but the fight certainly wasn't over. No. They stopped the tide for a bit, but the tide always comes back. It, it does. As Canute found out. Who? The, the king who tried to prove he wasn't all-powerful by declaring that he couldn't stop the tide, so he went and stood in the sea and ordered the tide not to come in. The tide came in, and then everyone went, ah, you can't stop the tide, and Canute went, yeah, that's my point. No, no, you're missing the point. No, stop walking off. Oh, they didn't get it. Listen to Rex Factor. I hear it's good. They have a whole episode on it. I'm not keen on their format, though. No, it's a bit formulaic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The whole (laughs) ranking system. No. Irony gong. Oh, we've not had the irony gone for a while, <laughs> no. have we? No. Right, so Claudius has a decision. Does he let the Danube go to rack and ruin and focus on getting the Gallic Empire back, or does he now turn his attention to the Danube? See, at this point, I think he's starting to get a bit... Yeah! So I think he turns to the Danube. Okay. He says this. Probably didn't, but anyway. <laughs> the quarrel with the Gallic Empire is my quarrel, but the barbarian invasion is the state's quarrel. And the latter must have priority. So so he really wants to take the Gallic Empire back, but he can't. He realises he's got to go to the Danube. The forces in Gaul were transferred to the Danube, and Augusta was retaken by Victorinus. Victor. Victor, yeah. Over into the Danube now, the Goths were taking the invasion seriously. Some even... (laughs) Bloody time. Yeah. (laughs) We've been messing about with this so long. Let's actually take the metal swords this time. (laughs) (laughs) On the wooden chopsticks. Yeah. Yeah, they they seem to actually be coming up with the idea of settling in the area and just living permanently as bandits. So no longer raiding, but you know what? Why do we need to keep coming here and back? Let's just settle. The weather's lovely here. Yeah, it's great. They also had started sieging cities. According to the Historia Augusta, a third of a million Goths invaded a third of a million. Wow, so that's 300,000. That is. That is, of course, not true. No, of course not. There's probably about four Goths anyway. Yeah. Apparently Claudius consulted the Sibylline books at this point. You Are they those, yeah, the, those books about the future? Yeah, the books. Most that, of them were burnt. Yes. Books. So there's like one book and four piles of ashes. Yeah. Okay. It's really annoying because it wasn't written like a normal book. No. It was the first line ran across all four books. So as soon as it got to a good part, it then cut off. One thing you guys must really remember in the year 387 is... Oh. (laughs) Part of Yeah, Yeah, so annoying. Is that what we're going to burn? Calm down, Jeff. Something that only just occurred to me a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) This, This isn't a reference that many people will get, but some people will, and I think it might excite them if they hadn't already thought of it themselves. I've built this up a lot now. The Isaac Asimov books, the Foundation yes, books, yeah. are based on the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, set thousands, well, hundreds of thousands of years in the future with a galactic empire. Right. And it's all about someone who can predict the future and is able to tell them certain turning points, you must do this. Like an oracle. Yeah. 
it's only just occurred to me that Harry Salvin, that character, is representing the Sibylline books. Oh. Yeah. Does he get bits of him burnt off? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a few toes. He he was oh. sold in the prequel book, and someone <laughs> kept saying, no, I don't want him, I don't want him, so they kept chopping bits off him, Ooh. and eventually went, fine, I'll have him. Do you think he had the, like, the idea like tattooed on his body? So there goes the arm. He lost yeah. that information. <laughs> yeah. There's a toe. Now, now I think I've managed to confuse people who do and don't know those books because <laughs> half of that was ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's just something I realised. I went, yeah. oh, right, OK. That's quite nice. nice. Anyway, let's, let's get back to it, shall we? Yeah, Claudius left his brother, Quintilus, in charge of the Italian garrisons when he himself went off to face the Goths. At the time, Claudius had a talented and trusted general in charge of the cavalry. Mm. <laughs> he seemed suspicious. He trusted. He was well trusted. Yeah. So I came out as a he was well trusted man. <laughs> yeah. Can I guess the name? Go on then. Is it quite well known? Go on, have a guess, have a guess. Is it Aurelian? It is Aurelian. Yeah. Oh, Aurelian. Yeah. Or Aurelian. I'm, I don't know. I've always said Aurelian. Well, listen to Mike Duncan's and see how he pronounces it. Ah. <sighs> Americanly, Aurelian. <laughs> Aurelian. <laughs> he sounds nothing like that. <laughs> that just sounds like the guy who lives in our cupboard. <laughs> yeah. Right. Together, the emperor and Aurelian starts to clear the region of the Goths. Aurelian drove a group north, while Claudius faced a pitched battle against a huge group in the same place that Gallienus fought his battle the year before. Uh, this leads some historians to say that actually only one battle took took place. Yeah. As I believe I mentioned last week. Yes, you did. Yeah, so I'm going to give it to both of them. Yeah. Why not? Well, you know, you get, you get <clears throat> things that happen twice. Yeah. But, you know, people say lightning doesn't strike twice, well, yes, it bloody well does. Yeah, it does. So I've given it to both of them, so no one loses out. Because if we only give it to Gallienus, then it turns out that it was Claudius. Well, that's, that's wrong. So they both won that battle. There were two battles. I've decided. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The battle was hard fought, but won by Claudius. The survivors headed for the hills, literally. Run to the hills. They sang. Yeah. They headed for the nearby mountain ranges, in fact. The Romans effectively sieged the mountains, and the Romans spent a harsh winter in the hills. So they basically built a wall around the Alps. No, we're not We're not in the, the Alps Okay. No, small mountain regions in the oh, Danube. Right. Very hilly place. Yeah. So, when right. I say hilly... Mountainous. Yeah, it's not like the Lake District. It's a, bit, <laughs> a gentle, yeah, gentle a bit more, incline. Yeah, a bit more bumpy than that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they were struggling. Over time, the Goths had to eventually come down from the mountains and search for food, and whenever they did, they were run down by Aurelian and his troops. Mm. Goths were being killed in huge numbers, although it didn't always go the Roman way. At one point, there was a surprise attack, and 2,000 Roman infantrymen died. 2,000? Yeah, that was a bit of a blow that day. One problem the Romans had not sorted out, however, was the fact that a lot of the barbarian invaders were on sea and were pillaging the Greek coasts and islands. Oh. Yeah, so the Roman navy was called for. Oh, yeah, for had a navy. <laughs> yeah. Call for the Navy. Um, <laughs> where, yeah. where are they? It's that old guy on that boat. <laughs> Pointing yeah. at the front. They had a big meeting. They got out all the old maps and someone finally figured out that the Navy's in Egypt at the moment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> well, call for them then. Yeah. So there were some boats in Egypt and the governor of Egypt at the time took charge, 
got on all the ships and were able to drive the Gothic ships back. The Goths weren't known for being sailors just as well, really, because <laughs> nor were the Romans. <laughs> so I've got little barrels with paddles. Yeah. Come on! <laughs> just, just splashing water <laughs> at each other. <laughs> you got me in the eye! <laughs> yeah. So this is good, isn't it? Yeah. Goths being driven back. However, with the forces being taken out of Egypt, news soon comes that Zenobia had taken Egypt. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That was one of those Roger messages. Bad news, sir. We lost Egypt. <laughs> oh. Well, our oh. cotton and jewels oh. and gold. No more. Or more importantly, the food. Oh, yes. No <laughs> Egypt. Rome does not eat. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit of an important one, that one. Dear. Yeah. Not great. No. Claudius now needs to think what to do. He's got loads of barbarian captives. But he now needs to go and sort out the East more urgently than ever, and yeah. of course the West still needs dealing with. Yep. So before moving on, he decides on an interesting idea. What to do with all these captives? <laughs> you look worried. Well, he's either going to put them into his army, yep. or kill them. Mm, sort of number one. He lets them settle. Oh. So all these people who came in and said, we're living here and we're going to take what we want. Claudius says, yeah, fine, you can live there. But... You've got to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. And the barbarians go, what? What's a tax? What's a tax? Oh, well, we'll deal with that later. That's fine. We're, <laughs> we're, we're settled here. Then one, one thick one at the back says, we attack lots of people. <laughs> we're great at attacking. <laughs> someone else points out, we're not speaking English, so therefore that bad pun won't work. <laughs> and then it all gets a bit meta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This isn't a new idea, settling your enemy in your no. own land. Um, it's certainly been done by the Romans before, but not with the Goths and not quite with these numbers before. <laughs> Bit of an experiment, a social experiment in the Danube. Let's see how that plays out, shall we? Okay. Yeah. Claudius then receives some news. Hello, sir. New letter. New tribes. Oh. <laughs> Found a new one, sir. <laughs> Introducing the Vandals. Oh, Vandals. The Vandals, and, less excitingly, the Jathungai. I, I imagine that, like, Roger's taking great time. So it is the Vandals! Everyone goes, <gasps> and the Jathungai. Jathungai, I think. Jathungai. I think, you, I think you say it Jathungai, sir. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the Vandals are here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'd started to invade the nearby province of Pannonia. Oh. So what to do? More choices. Go back to taking the Gallic Empire, sort out the new Vandal barbarians, or face the Eastern problem and the ever more powerful Palmyrene Empire. I'll go to Egypt. Go to Egypt? Yeah. Food. I uh, see you, you, you've come away from uh, his thinking. You're no longer thinking like Claudius. Claudius leaves his trusted general Aurelian in charge of the Danube and starts drawing up his plans against the Vandals. That's planning. This planning yes. board. Then he dies of the plague. Oh. <laughs> it was a bit sudden. A little bit, yeah. But yeah. he thought the same thing. Yeah. So I'm just going to do this. Really get the sense with Claudius, too, that it's going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And then it stops. Cut short. Very much so. Because it seemed to be going all right. And then that ever-present plague just cuts through his army one day. He catches it. Smallpox. Bubble wrap death. Ooh. Nasty. So there you go, that's Claudius too. Did he live up to your expectations? Um, I was hoping for more crazy. 
Yeah, I was just hoping for more, to be honest. Yeah, I, he's one of those emperors that he's one of those what if emperors, isn't he? Yeah, it's, it's certainly not bad. No, but it certainly is not. Hang on, let me go back. It would be too long to set forth all the many honours that this man earned. No, and. <laughs> Well, he, he, he did a bit. Anyway, we're judging, we're judging. Yes. So let's wait till we get to the judgment section, which is now. Fightius Maximus. Okay, Fightius Maximus. Mm. According to the Historia Augusta and Gibbon, drawing from the Historia Augusta, mm. um, he reformed the army. It's always good reading Gibbon. You get the lovely sense of superiority, despite the fact he's a <laughs> vastly more clever person and far more talented yeah. than I am. But he thought the Historia Augusta was telling the truth. <laughs> and I don't. So therefore I get uh, to feel smug. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. So according to the Historia Augusta, Claudius reformed the army. However, there's really very little evidence that he did this. It oh. seems that he broadly kept everything that Gallienus put together, further indicating that Gallienus actually did a good job. Do you think the Augustus is trying to take the thing away from Gallienus then? Yes, very much so. <laughs> It wasn't him. It was Claudius who reformed all these amazing changes, probably. Yeah. (laughs) However, undeniably, he did beat the Alamanni. Yes. Well done there. He also beat the Goths. That's why he had the name. Claudius Gothicus. Well done. Just about to mention that. He was awarded Germanicus Maximus and Gothicus Maximus. Nice. He is usually known on the lists of Roman emperors as Claudius. That was his alter ego at the weekends. <laughs> uh, Claudius II, or probably Claudius II, as normal people say, or Claudius Gothicus. Mm, that's, what I've, that's what I've seen more. Yes. So, um, that's pretty good. Bad. He didn't really do anything to improve the Empire's fortunes. He started to take back Gaul, but then he lost it again. He got Spain back, but then he lost Egypt. Ah, okay, so got Spain. I'll put that in a plus, though. You got Spain back. Yeah, getting Spain back's good. But he then lost Egypt. Egypt is definitely more important than the two. It's like the breadbasket, isn't it? It is, where Spain's just the tapas basket. Sangria basket. Yeah. Sangria jug. I mean, it's all brilliant, great food. But... Oh, yeah, it's amazing. A man cannot live on tapas alone. No. Got to share for a start. Oh, yeah. I hate sharing food. Yeah. Only child, that's probably <laughs> Probably. Yeah, so, unfortunately, as always, we don't have a huge amount of the details Mm. in the battle, so we can't go into any gory details. We can just do broad sweeps. So what what do you think? That's that's good and bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Um, I mean, you could argue... No, take that back. I was going to say you could argue he hasn't lost anything, but he lost Egypt, which is very important. now I sit here and talk about it rather than writing notes on my own in the dark room. With your cat. Yeah. Uh, losing Egypt wasn't really a military thing. I might pop that in Successus Ultimus. I mean, it was a military thing. His armies in Egypt lost. Yeah. But Claudius had the first he heard about it was he lost. But he said in his name though. It was his name, and also he pulled the troops out of Egypt to deal with the Goths in the Med. Yes. So. So forward planning. Yeah. No, no, he's got, he's got to have it taken against yeah. him, hasn't he? Um, I want to give him, I think, four. Because he's almost had Gaul, definitely got Spain. He's making no. He, the idea was obviously to get to Egypt, but that, that uh, the East, but that didn't work. Mm. He did lose Egypt. So I want to give him four. Yeah. So I was going to give him five, but then I realised that actually the cons do outweigh the pros, don't they? Yeah. Because the pros are he almost got Gaul, 
But mm. then the con is he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually just a con, really. Yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, four, I think I'm going to go for that as well. So I'm sure he would have wanted higher. It was a promising start, but it is only an eight. Fightius Maximus. Approvium Crazium. Okay. Um, he probably plotted to kill the Emperor. You've got to automatically get points for that, surely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I have, for good or bad. I mean, yeah, you could say two. he was literally the best person since sliced bread, as the old story mm. Augusta says whilst mixing its metaphors. But, uh, no. I'm going to give him two. Yeah, two for the for coup. That. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know if it's true, but wanting to be emperor just meant well, at this point. Gallienus was killed. Yeah. And he became emperor afterwards. Yeah, I think we could definitely infer that he was involved. involved yeah. yeah. I'm going to give him two for the coup. Me too. That is a four for a probium crasium. Success, Ultimus. He died quickly. Oh. <laughs> uh, he didn't last very long, did he? But according to the Historia Augusta, this was a good thing. I love how they scare this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has a whole paragraph saying, yes, he died young, but this was brilliant. Because if he lived for a million years, there's no way he could have topped what he achieved in the small time he had. And it just gushes on like that for oh, ages. Yeah. yeah, it is just ridiculous. But the reason why it's a good thing, apparently the Sibylline books, which I mentioned, mm -hmm. see, I dropped that little breadcrumb there oh, yeah. for this reason. Because apparently the book said a leader must sacrifice himself in order for Rome to recover. Now, the leading senator at the time put his hand up and went, well, I will sacrifice myself for the country. But Claudius, being Claudius, yeah. an all-round hero, yeah. stood up, rested his hand on the senator's shoulder and went, it is okay, I will sacrifice myself. So that's why he died. He sacrificed himself by rubbing smallpox blankets over his face. No, I, I'm, I'm not really getting it. That's the historical. Sorry for my silence. I'm just sitting here in disbelief <laughs> yeah. at the yeah. moment. That, that's the historical Augusta's attempt. To, no. <laughs> that his death was successful somehow. No. No, you're not. Okay, then. Right. Um, good. He carried on with Gallienus's pushback. Things do not get worse for the Empire. Apart from right at the end, I'm guessing. Sorry, in his reign. Okay. Things don't get worse from Gallienus. Gallienus stopped the descent. Yeah. And levelled it off. Yeah. Claudius is keeping the level. Yeah, you could say there's a bit of a twitch up and then back to level again. Yeah, and then maybe a twitch down as Egypt was lost. Mm. It's a little bumpy. It, yeah, it needs, it's... needs flattening out on one yeah. of those big yeah. steam things. Yes, yeah. tarmac rollers. That's what they're called, yeah. Are they? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Describe what they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way of naming things. Food picker-upper. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he's maintaining the equilibrium. Yeah, he is. So, I mean, that's that's actually fairly good, considering we've just been going down and down and down <laughs> for so long. That's true. Bad. It doesn't actually get any better, though, does it? Well, they can now feast on tapas. <laughs> Again. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it's a hard one to judge. It's nothing great, but it's also not terrible. But... Well, he kept it the same, so it's five. I don't know, though. I think five seems a bit high <laughs> for someone who didn't do okay. anything and lost Egypt. What did we give Gallienus again? Well, Gallienus got, for successus, 12. Six each. And he managed to stop the descent. That's true, so that's far more successful. So, okay, so maybe five is less than mm. him. Maybe five isn't too bad. No, I'll, thinking about it now, no. Because he didn't have as much of an impact. 
he didn't do as much for the Empire as him. I'm giving him three. Yeah, that's more it. what I was thinking of. Yeah, I'll go for three as well. Although we're matching at the moment, we've sort of gone into sync, haven't we, with our scoring? That either means that we... I have no idea what that means. Maybe I've become lazier because you give the score first and I just go, yeah, that'll do. Right, the next one, you're going first. Oh, OK, right, I'll go first, right. <laughs> Image of Do you want me to draw the Historio Augustus versions of him or what I think he actually may have looked Ooh, like? Oh, do both, do both. OK. So, starting off with the Historia Augusta. Very flat mouth, serious, I'm taking. Eyebrows, oh, actually looking a bit worried. Probably concerned with the state. Oh no, eyebrows have suddenly shifted and he's now looking mean. <laughs> Side parting, no, full head of hair. Yeah, full yeah. head of hair. Ears, always good. Square shoulders. That, no, is that the Superman symbol? Yes, it is. Yeah. He's wearing the Superman. And he's in a coffin. Yes, he does. <laughs> his body looks a bit like a coffin, which is weird, with Superman imprinted on it. I'm so, okay. Him looking like a you know, badass. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what I think that. he looked like. Yeah. Bit shaggy, looking sad, looking worried. I'm a short hair again. I'm not going to have a beard. I don't think he's a beard. He didn't scream beard to me. No, you don't have no beard. Oh, dear. That means he has a beard. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, no beard. Yeah, okay. I think he looks right. like. Here we go, here we go. Oh, there he is. Oh, he has a beard. That's a full-on 80s beard, isn't it, there? Yeah, it's a very neat 80s trimmed beard mm. in one of the statues. The other one... It has a beard, I think it's just not Yeah, the beard's obvious, there, it? but it's just not as obvious in the bronze. So he's got quite a penetrating stare. Mm. He looks pretty average. But he looks like an emperor, I will he, say. Yeah, he does look he like He looks like emperor. Captain Smith from Titanic. <laughs> I'm sure you've said this one before. Have I? Yeah. I probably have, but, but maybe, does. maybe... Or Captain An Birds emperor Eye. who looks a bit like him. Yeah. 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 So, also, um, uh, the name's gone from Lord of the Rings. Bernard Hill. Yes. Who played him. Wasn't King Ferdin. Yeah. Uh, what I've noticed on, on the on the marble bust, he, that looks like the beginning of his reign where he's confident and he's kind of, I'm going to do this. The other one, he looks terrified. Look at his little face. Yeah, maybe someone's just said, it's smallpox, sire. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we've just lost Egypt, sir. Yeah, new tribes. <laughs> it's after a Roger, a Roger notification. Yeah, <laughs> messengers here, sir. Oh God. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not bad though, is it? I'm gonna no. give him. Uh, I'm gonna give him a seven. You give him a seven? Yeah, I'm quite liking the look of this guy. I mean, it's probably not what he looked like at all. It's all propaganda. I'll give him a seven as well. <laughs> oh, are you? <laughs> I was genuinely thinking that. Yeah. yeah, were you? So that is fourteen. So that is a score of three point five. But we have one more round left. Temple completed. How long do you think that lasted? Three years. One and a half. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Halfway through 268 to uh, 270. Oh. Yeah. One and a half years. Oh, that's For sad. the emperor who apparently eclipses Trajan Augustus Marcus Aurelius. How? Yeah. Yeah, well, according to the story of Augusta, this guy was the knees bees. Again, a quote. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so if we put 1.5 into our spreadsheet, that is a tempo completo score of 0 0.19, which gives them a total score of 21.69. Not, not awful. Not awful for the crisis, mm. but not as good as Gallienus or Valerian, or Decius, in fact. Oh, oh dear, being beaten by Decius is a bit embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... That's that's Claudius too. Oh. Let's let's see if he's got it though. Do they have a certain Genesisar? Go on then. What do you think? Uh, no, no. He's, no. He's, he had a lot to live up to. He did. Yeah, he did. 
he had to at least kill a squid. <laughs> one of those colossal squids as well, not a little tiny mini one. <laughs> well, no, even any fish life, fish life, sea life, <laughs> yeah, would yeah. have done me. Uh, shrimp. Just, yeah, shrimp. You probably ate fish. Is it? Oh, maybe you did. Probably went fishing at some point. Yeah. Just give me another point for that. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> just. It's just really underwhelming, isn't it? Oh, it's making so much more. It's if you were to choose an emperor to try and really build up and claim that he was fantastic, why mm. on earth would you go to this person? It's just. I mean, he's not awful. No. And if he didn't catch the plague, you know what? I think he would have done all right. Yeah, I think he needed more time. But that's true. So many emperors, isn't it? Unfortunately, we can't deal in what ifs. No, I'm not feeling it either. No. So despite what the Historia Augusta claims, we're saying no to Claudius too. And his rock. Yeah. Even his rock, it's just not as exciting as Rocky the Rock. You can see he's probably more of a, like a, a paperweight. Yeah. Pumice stone, I think it was. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, floatium weak. Yeah. <laughs> Use it had. to get the calluses off his feet after a long march. He had a pet pumice stone, not a pet <laughs> rock. Oh, it's just all disappointing. Okay, well, there you go. That's Claudius 2. Two episodes this week, though, because we're going to do his brother. Ooh! Yes. Who is? Quintilis. Quintilis. Yes. Right. So, stay tuned, as I keep saying for that. Um, but before we go, some good news on the coin front. <gasps> yes. Yes. Yeah, I, part- I finally pulled my finger out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to put it that way. I was going to be polite. I was going to say, after months of dedication and research, you finally figured out a way of producing these coins. Well, I have. Yeah. yeah. And it was... So I wanted to find the best way of doing it. I could mass produce in, in a short time. I've done it. I can now produce coin under 15 minutes. Nice. Yeah. I like it. And you'll be pleased to hear that these coins are genuinely as valuable as the (laughs) Roman coins were during the crisis of the third century. Yeah. So what we're going to do live on air now, let's open one. Got one in a mould. Yeah. It's all wrapped up. We'll see how it goes. I bet this one's going to look awful. We'll give it a go. This is the birth of a coin. There's cutting the... Yeah, it's the mould coming off. So it's a a, a two-part... What is that silicon? Yes, it's silicon. It's two parts silicon. You mix, yeah. you rub them together, and you kind of I swamp the other coin in that and slit it. Oh, and okay. it makes a mold, and it's a very good mold actually. I'm surprised how good it is. <laughs> but it probably hasn't got as many castings left in it. And inside, it's a two-part resin as oh, well yeah. that heats up. It's quite nice when you, you can tell when it's ready to pour because you keep stirring it and it like gets warm in your hand. It's quite nice. Oh, nice in the cup. Yeah. So I'm going to unveil it now. I'm going to peel the silicon apart. It's coming. The it's listeners coming. are probably on the edges Ooh, of their seats. You can hear it. That will not pick up. I think it might no. pick up for your nose. Yeah, the writing's there. So the genesis yeah. are on one side. Yeah. Peel the other end out. It's been a while since we've used the coin to make a decision, hasn't it? It's just been so obvious most of the time. Yeah, we almost did the other week. Oh, there's and there's the, the lion. lion. There's the, the lion. Very nice. At the moment, it's got some uh, bits on the side, but they will get trimmed off. I'll cut them off. And... You see, it's still quite flexible at the moment. So it's a little bit bendy. Oh, yeah. It's a fully cure. Very nice. So, how do you get your hands on one of these magical coins, Jamie? Leave us lots of comments. Yes. We are actually going to get up and running the reading the comments and awarding some coins. So, comments this week. One of them's a little bit old because we've not been doing this for a while. No. But the other one's really quite fresh. And I'm going to read them out. And, Jamie, you can choose which one wins the coin. Okay, so this is from Mirth03012. Some numbers. Uh, (laughs) So far, so good. 
It says, this was from uh, last week. This is a recent one. Yeah. Just found this podcast, and I'm only three in, so Murph, bunch of numbers, you probably won't hear this for a while. Uh, but I'm on board. Hey. Yeah. First, love, there is a link to my fave Rex Factor, so I'm pleased with the familiar format. The speakers are easy to listen to, ID no odd ticks or quirks that come in a podcast <laughs> after a few times. Rabbits! And the info <laughs> is easy to follow. For a very complex and convoluted history, the quick reviews at the starts are very helpful. Quick reviews at the starts? Did we used to do that or something? I guess it's, you know, when you do the, the, the bit like the life story first, then we rank them afterwards. Oh, that's okay. I was worried yeah, that we... That's why I read it as. We've, we've lost something that we used to do that was really yeah. good. No, that's fine then. That's all good. So that, that's, that's one. The other one. This one's from a while ago, um, but I liked it. Hilarious and not at all boring. <laughs> Five <Okay>. stars. <laughs> this is Laura from Tampa. My husband and I have been listening to this together. He recently learned podcasts are a thing. <laughs> After catching me listening to lots of true crime shows and started looking for something historical, he found this and I listened to part of the Augustus episode with him and we were immediately hooked. I think he was surprised how enthusiastic I was to listen along with him. But it works for both of us because it combines his love of dusty old history and my love of stabby lunatics. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jamie and Rob. Oh, that's quite nice. I like that one, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's brought someone else in to listen as well, like a new yeah. podcast listener as well. That's nice. Doesn't affect the downloads though, because it only counts for one download, but it's two listeners. Yeah. I've cheated. <laughs> <laughs> we need the downloads. Yeah, please. Um, we crying. will choose from now on between the couple. But I mm. think because we've just started this, should we just give them both a coin? Let's, yeah, let's give them let's both do a that. coin. And we'll start choosing. So Murph, bunch of numbers, and Laura from Tampa. Mm. Yeah, um, contact us via yeah. email and uh, we'll get a coin to you. And if we've said we'll get a coin to you previously, <laughs> they are now on their way. Yeah. They will be winging their way I've to you. I've put up shortly. photographic evidence as well that I've done. Yes, fantastic. And uh, Laura in Tampa, I've been to Tampa, it's very nice. Oh, have you? Mm. People always go to Miami and stuff, but Tampa's right. It's lovely. We went to a lovely place called Ybor, which is like a Cuban district and it's very nice. Just a little walk down the main street and every shop's either a cigar shop, a bar, or a tattoo parlour. Nice. It's very, very nice. <laughs> okay. Fair lovely, enough. Lots of, no, it's a lovely place. I loved it. Yeah. Cigar City Brewery. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh. Does sound good. Beer. Beer. Do you like beer? Anyway, please yeah. uh, go to, onto our Facebook page. Um, you can contact us on messages there. We've got a lot, lot of messages recently. We're on Twitter. We like to tweet things out, like Rob's images and maps and other stuff. You yeah. can download us from Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Yeah. Leave the iTunes reviews. And um, yeah, and thank you guys for listening and for all the feedback. And um, if you like whiskey, go and check out our podcast. Yeah, because we're we're four episodes in now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Whiskey to tell us ranking. Yeah, that's good. And I can see some whiskey on the shaft just there, staring at me. Mm. I I had to buy <laughs> since Christmas. I've bought four bottles of whiskey <laughs> <laughs> for research purposes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, fantastic. Right. So until Quintillus, goodbye. Sign oh, off. No, sign off after every week. Um, I hope it's not smallpox, sir. Me too. Goodbye. Goodbye. This sort of Totalis Rankium After Dark, where we review films, but, mm. but, but this time, so I suppose it is that, but it's a 
documentary series on BBC at the moment. Yeah. Italy's Invisible Cities is very good with uh, Alexander Armstrong and somebody else who's a doctor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a famous person and yes. someone who knows things. It's a bit like us two. If you were famous and I actually knew stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be good. It's very good. So it's kind of started off with um, the Doctor. Sh- sounds like Doctor Who now. The Doctor. <laughs> the Doctor. Showing Alexander Armstrong, um, kind of all is- kind of Italy's hidden secrets, and this week they were in Naples, which I visited in the summer. You, you're a well-travelled man, aren't you? Not really. I want to be more. Is travelled. it just coincidence that you keep I going to these people that we yeah. mention? Go people. Oh, I can't even speak Places. anymore. Places. That's the word. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, but I like the Naples. It's quite interesting. They talked about the um, eruption, but they really focus on Herculaneum, which I I really appreciated instead of Pompeii. Yeah, those skeletons oh, the down at the docks. Oh. That's not what Marvin Gaye was singing about. No. No. And it was amazing looking at the, the dock, how that was out to sea, but it was all built up because yeah, of the... There's a big wall of ash. 30-metre rock. rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, that was perhaps quite vague. They mm. basically go under the city and just look at things that are under the yes. city. One of the things was um, lots of people just crowded in these arches mm. in what used to be the docks and um, waiting for waiting, boats. W- waiting for boats but the boats never came <laughs> I'm not going over there there's a massive <laughs> volcano going off crazy to go over there well, Uncle what are you doing? oh he's gone <laughs> I've got a wooden boat <laughs> Plenty, come back come back no, <laughs> no he's gone he's gone <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, very interesting. They're mm. going, I don't know what the cities they're doing, but it's nope. uh, Venice next week, isn't it? Ooh, that'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a very quick one just to recommend our listeners, mm. um, especially our overseas listeners that are mm. probably not quite so up to date on what the BBC are doing. Um, but BBC. I imagine, imagine it's quite easy to, mm. to see things nowadays, what the internet. And apparently last week as well, they visited Caracalla's Baths. Oh, somebody left a comment. Was that not the first episode? No, apparently it's, it's a. No. Oh, I check up. I, I yeah. thought that was the first one when no. you just texted me and I started watching it. Yeah, yeah. I said it until I got that message. So thank you, that person whose name I've forgotten. Oh, so this is actually all on the back of one of our listeners. We probably should have found out who you are. You know who you are. Give yourself a name and a pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that out mm-hmm. and listen to it. We won't do the full ranky thing. No. Uh, but we'll give it Jeanne Caesar. I think so. I think it's yeah. it so far. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, listeners, give us new things to listen to and watch. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. We've got a few films wrapped up, haven't we? Have uh, The Last Legion. <laughs> that, that's the one with Augustus, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, we've got to so wait till we yeah. get to him. We've got yeah. one about Augustus that Scott Rowland recommended. I think it's just called Augustus. Oh, it's, okay. it's over there. I've got Caligula to watch, which <laughs> we need to wait until our mums around before we watch <laughs> that. <laughs> That's my nan. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. We will do that though. It's been a while yeah. since we've watched something ridiculous. So um, yeah, until next time on Rome After Dark. Mm. No, it's, we're not Rome. Watch out, Alice Frank. Yeah, yeah. The bits came in. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
<laughs> Throw away my front stand. Yeah. Bring out the gimp. He <laughs> <laughs> finished the podcast now. <laughs> we may have his wow way with him. Um, the voiceover man. <laughs> yeah, oh, him, yes. yes. Well, you know, you get, you get <clears throat> things that happen twice. Yeah. But, you know, people say lightning doesn't strike twice away. It bloody well does. Yeah, it does. Quite frequently. Yeah. In fact, more often than not. Yeah, because you, you, we have buildings that... I say more often than I have no basis to back that up. Don't, don't admit that. Yeah. Just say it confidently and people will believe you. I've found this in life, and indeed this podcast. Just state something. And Most of this is made up and has been for the last 40 episodes. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did, the Ro- such things as Romans? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just my imagination. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to write a story. Until you developed an empire. <laughs> God, we'll be a worse than ever today. <laughs> right, where the hell are we? You need to go to Marvel once. Aurelian fought back yeah. in the same place it was fought for a while. Yes. 